0: travel squad podcast we're four friends that grew up together in the same small town we followed each other to san diego and now we adventure the world together
1: one passport stamp at a time
0: we're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures
1: even if it starts with your own backyard i'm jamal
0: Brittany, kim and i'm dana and And
1: we're the
2: travel squad Squad Podcast.
3: podcast so grab your tickets
0: your passport
1: and don't forget your travel insurance
2: and prepare for takeoff
3: Hello, fellow travelers.
1: Hey, Hey, everybody.
3: Welcome to episode eighty one of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're giving you all the details for a weekender in Kings Canyon and Sequoia National Parks. We've talked about these parks countless times. We've had a whole episode on this. And so today we're relaunching this episode to inspire you to take this trip. Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks
2: are home to the largest trees in the entire world. We took this trip in April 2017, and it's, of course, April now, so it's a really good time to start planning this trip and maybe even do it within the next few months. What I liked most about these national parks during April is that it is off-season, so there's little to no crowds, especially on the trails, and there's still a beautiful layer of snow adding to the ambiance of the parks.
3: This park was so beautiful in April. April, the red tree trunks and the beautiful green forest with the white covered snow and everything just poking out. Super gorgeous.
1: Even though we took this trip as a squad in April, Brittany and I went together a second time without the squad. We did miss you ladies. I just want to say it wasn't the same without you, but nonetheless, we had fun. And even though spring is a great time to go, any time of year is the perfect time to really visit these majestic national parks. I tell Brittany and the squad all the time that we need to go back because these parks never get old.
0: You guys, this is one of my favorite episodes for two reasons. One, we introduced the word girth into this episode.
1: (laughs) We know everyone in the squad loves girth.
0: And now we uh, overuse that word maybe even, but anyways, this is the episode that it came to life and this is the episode where they gave me a lot of shit because I brought a stale bagel and a rotten banana that everyone ended up chomping on after we finished our (laughs) 16-mile hike, so it wasn't even 420 like it was today, (laughs) and we chomped the shit out of that. So you'll catch that reference once you get into this episode. So with that, let's get right into it. Hello,
2: fellow travelers. Welcome to episode five of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we are exploring Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks.
1: We heard stories about these giant sequoia trees, and because they're only several hours away from us here in San Diego, we figured, what the heck, let's make a road trip and go see them.
0: We stayed in Visalia, which is about a 45 minute drive from the park. That way, if you know us, we love cheap accommodation and it was going to save us money.
3: And from start to finish, this whole trip was only 54 hours. And it was over an Easter weekend. We just made a little getaway out of it. And we're talking about Sequoia and Kings Canyon because they're right next to each other. So you can hit both of them at the same time. You know we love efficiency. So let's get started. So Mr. Historian, can you tell us
2: about... Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks?
1: Yeah, so actually, both of these national parks are two separate national parks, but they touch each other. Now, the parks are famous because they house the giant sequoia trees. These are the largest trees on earth and not necessarily the highest. Granted, they are tall, they grow over 200 feet, but largest by volume because the trees are so wide. I mean, they're just incredible when you actually go ahead and see them. Sequoia was the first national park in that area protecting the trees. Kings Canyon was actually called General Sherman National Park. But in the 1940s, they renamed it Kings Canyon National Park and added more wildlife area to it and encompassing more of the valley of the trees. And Kings Canyon definitely gets its name because of the canyon that was carved out by an ancient glacier. So that's where the name so comes from. So interesting. Yeah.
2: I do know that in Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks, there is Mount Whitney, and it is one of the hikes that I do want to take you guys on sometime. We'd have to invest in a backpacking trip, because it takes like two or three days oh, we're to not hike.
3: going on that backpacking trip until we go to Havasupai Falls. My demand. <laughs>
2: Put it on the list. <laughs> Mount Whitney is the highest point in the contiguous united states and it's located within sequoia national park so you know me i love a good hike that
0: sounds really cool i know
2: right that's
0: uh, some high altitude there
1: do they have permits to hike that or can you hike that
0: you yes, do need yeah, permits i actually
2: have i have a old co-worker that did hike it
1: one thing i find just interesting well one of these days we need to definitely go ahead and do that but one thing i find interesting so Like Brittany said, this is the highest point in the contiguous United States, so you know, the touching 48, I think the other tallest is Mount Denali in Alaska, but anyway, it, Mount Whitney's at like 14,505 feet, but it's less than 100 miles away from the lowest point in North America, which is in Death Valley National Park. And I think that's just like weird, crazy disparity of like just the natural beauty and topography of California, like less than 100 miles away. You have the highest point like in North America minus Denali in Alaska, and then you have the lowest point. Uh, See, we're going to have America. to
2: go to Mount Whitney because we have been to Badwater Basin on our Death Valley That's true. trip.
3: For comparison, how does it compare to Rainbow Mountain in terms of height?
1: Rainbow Mountain, I think, was at 14,000 feet. Oh my
3: god, I do not want to hike not feet. <laughs> <laughs> no. You think you don't, but you're yeah. going Are through. there horses involved? <laughs> no horses.
1: It's just so for, so for some of our listeners, um, Rainbow Mountain was a hike that we actually did when we were in Cusco, Peru in the andy mountains and the elevation was like 13 14 thousand feet and just because of the altitude <laughs> it was definitely tough to breathe it so that's brutal. what kim's talking about but we do have a future episode coming up that we will be talking about that so definitely stay tuned
0: and i have a co-worker who hiked mount whitney and uh, she was fine but her boyfriend was puking at the top he couldn't not he couldn't handle oh. it he, he completed it but it, it's high Because of the altitude. Because (laughs) of the altitude, yeah. So you have to
2: prepare in advance if you're going to hike it.
0: Mm -hmm. Excellent.
2: One other thing (laughs) about this park is that there's limited cell reception. So you guys know that I'm the planner of the group. I'm the doer. So I made sure to download an area of the park before we went into Google Maps to use the offline maps. And that way i had accessibility to the trailheads directions between the two parks if you're looking for a particular visitor center you can put that in your offline maps and it'll tell you how to get there additionally when i go on a hike i usually take pictures of what the trailhead's going to look like or what the trail itself is going to look like because Zena, she is our app tracker for our route on Mm -hmm. RunKeeper. And so I always take a picture of what the trail looks like so that we can kind of make sure we're following the same pattern.
0: Yeah. And this isn't an ad at all for RunKeeper, but it's an amazing app and it will tell you your mileage, how long it takes you for each mile, your average. And then it also tracks your footing So we have been lost in the past and Brittany Mm -hmm. is (laughs) excellent. Jamal laughs because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) And I pulled out the app. Brittany was able to look at our footprints and she was able to get us back onto the route. So it's a really good app to have. And I always that's my contribution every time we take a hike (laughs) is I track it.
3: And you can have the drill sergeant voice motivating you along. Exactly. Yeah, I have it every 10
0: minutes letting us know how far or how not far. You are are
1: averaging half a mile every 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. One thing I just want to touch on too before we kind of get off the subject of, you know, about the parks 84% of Sequoia and Kings Canyon is designated wilderness so only 16 percent of the park is accessible kind of by like road or trail the rest of it's designated wilderness for uh, animal life and if you want to go ahead and hike that they're undesignated trails but a lot like we said mount whitney is there definitely high altitude peaks and so A lot of Kings Canyon is above the tree line, which is actually a designated line where trees can't grow because of the altitude anymore. And so a lot of it's just kind of like open vast space just as well beyond the giant trees.
2: When we went on this trip, we actually went during Easter weekend. And the year that we went, it was in April. And there was still a lot of snow in the canyons. And so... Mm (laughs)
3: Sure was
1: Kind of hindered one of our hikes
3: (laughs) Both of our hikes actually (laughs) We just love to go on trips When the weather wants to Throw a little wrench in there You know why? (laughs) So we can have the trails all to ourselves And that's actually a good point Is when the weather is less than temperate You can expect to have more of the trail to yourself Which is really nice To be in the middle of a beautiful forest Snow covered grounds with just you and the people you came with.
2: And I would actually prefer to be cold on a hike than hot because you can always wear layers. You can always take layers off if you warm up. But when it's hot, it's just miserable.
1: I just want to say, I think that's really a testament to our travel squad. We just do stuff anyway. (laughs) Like I mean, even if there's like snow covering the trail, like we just go out and do it. And a lot of people would let something like that hinder their trip or say like, oh no, there's snow on the trail. I don't want to do it. But sometimes that makes it a lot more fun.
0: And the best part about being in a group is even if I say, I don't want to do it.
1: (laughs) Someone's going to force you to do it. I really
0: don't have a choice guys. (laughs) I'm going to have to do it because there's three other people who are doing it. And we're not saying go out in a snowstorm or anything like that. Obviously be safe, have caution, but you know, if there's snow on the ground, don't let that deter you.
3: There's certainly been points where each one of us has thought like I really don't want to do this but then the group think takes over and we all end up going anyway yeah so that's you know we motivate each other along we do <laughs>
1: I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about uh the fallen Goliath trail that we're going to talk about later and how that circles back around yeah. you can hear your point <laughs> that you just made
2: <laughs> so we have a few tips for snow hiking and My biggest tip would be to wear wool socks because your feet are likely going to get wet and the wool socks wick
3: moisture away from your feet, keeping them nice and dry. Also wear hiking shoes that are waterproof. Mm -hmm. Pro tip.
1: Clutch. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because on this one, I mean, our feet were just... We were falling into the snow like I think that's at one point like and we'll talk about this a little bit more later where we had to eventually turn back is because we kept sinking into it too much. But definitely when there's a lot of snow, you do want to wear crampons, which are like the spikes that you're able to add to the bottom of your shoes. They definitely help give you traction, which is great. But if the snow is really soft and you start sinking in, I mean, that's not going to do too much for you at that point.
0: Yeah, it's like if you drive through snow, you put chains on your tires. If you walk through snow, you put crampons on your shoes. I
1: <laughs> never thought of it that way. That's actually kind of clever. It's and on.
2: when you go on these hikes, it's good to bring a change of clothes to keep in the car because you're going to be wet, you're going to be muddy, and you're going to want to change so that you can get nice and dry. Also, one other thing, I did not bring my hiking poles on this trip. But I do have hiking poles that are made to have attachments on the bottom that are good for snow trekking. So if you have hiking poles, you might want to look to see if you can change out your bottoms, bring them along, because it's very helpful, especially when you're trekking through snow.
0: And another shout out to making sure that you do have an app, because if the trail is covered with snow and it starts to snow later on, you're going to be SOL finding your way back.
1: One last thing too, I mean, Brittany mentioned having and dressing in layers but definitely don't underestimate you know having gloves having gloves, a beanie yay. and a jacket and i think zaina can attest to this <laughs> because i love her but my god you're the worst Prepare her for any trip ever. She you know? brings
3: her shark beanie.
1: Well, she comes with the shark beanie, but I, I mean, t- I can't tell you how many times we've gone on stuff and like she doesn't have her gloves, and she does like Peru, I uh, I for know. example. Uh, like yeah, the snow.
0: when we hiked Rainbow Mountain, it was the coldest that we've probably ever been. Like it was ridiculously cold, and I was like just dying of the cold. And Jamal looks at me, and it's kind of like one of those dumb and dumber moments where he didn't bring gloves to the Rockies. Well, I didn't bring gloves to the Andes. And Jamal was so mad at me. And he takes his gloves off and he gives them to me because he doesn't want me to be cold. And he's a gentleman. Yeah, he is. So bring your gloves so uh, no other guy in your group has to give it up for you.
1: (laughs) So the first day, we actually went to Sequoia National Park. And there were three things that were on the list that we needed to do. One of them was seeing General Sherman which is the largest tree, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. We wanted to do Moral Rock, but the first hike that we did that day was the Tecopa Falls Trail.
2: And lengthwise, it wasn't very long. It was only 3.4 miles round trip, but we never made it to the
1: actual falls. We heard it. There's supposed to be a waterfall (laughs) at the end. We didn't see that.
3: We did not, we were to the left and it was to the right. And we turned back because it got so snowy and thick that that's where we kept sinking in.
1: That, and I don't think we we kind of lost the trail, too, because there was so much. I mean, it was in a valley, and we could have probably just continued straight and found our way back, but we had several other things we wanted to do that day, and we didn't really want to risk it, and so we had a nice hike in the snow, but we didn't make it to the falls, unfortunately, so if you go during springtime, you may be able to see it yourselves, guys, and let us know how it was.
0: And the danger ninja in me was terrified of bears being on the trail, guys.
1: There's tons what? of bears in that area. They
3: was snowing know. though, they were hibernating. No, it's um, April,
1: it's... it's the start of spring. They should be out and about with the cubbies. That's when they're most violent. And Argh, <laughs> I'm going to protect my babies.
3: <laughs> um, actually, I, the only time I have seen a bear was in Yosemite, and it was April. Yeah. So.
1: That's around the time that they come out of hibernation.
3: (laughs) You know, in hindsight, we should have really just followed
2: the river because the river would have gotten us to the waterfall.
3: Well, we did. We did see like a river creek and we were following the sound, but it was the wrong way. It was a different side of it.
2: There was two different creeks.
3: Yeah. We were following the wrong creek. Yeah. See, our you know, natural intuition isn't as sharp as it used to be back in the day.
1: (laughs) But but nonetheless, even though we didn't make it to the falls, we definitely had a good time. And even though those aren't some of the largest of trees kind of on that trail, I mean, it was just still beautiful to do some snow hiking. Eventually, at one point, even though there was snow on the ground, it warmed up. We found that creek with the log that was or the the fallen tree that was kind of over the creek. And do you remember, we all scooted over to it and took photos like, Mm -hmm. Hanging over the creek and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. That was a really fun one.
0: I think there was also a hill on that hike. Not even a hill, but we had to go down like a little bit of a hill. And so we slid down it. And then we took pictures of us sliding on our butts down that hill. Remember that?
1: I do. Yeah. I do.
0: Just having fun out there. Yeah. Yeah. It was just beautiful and desolate. There was not many people
2: on the trail. So we had the, which is nice. We love having trails to ourselves. It was worth going, but I wish we had seen the falls. (laughs) Yeah.
1: On the next adventure. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. great
0: attitude
2: (laughs) so after the falls we headed over to general sherman tree which as we mentioned earlier it is the largest living tree in the world
1: i mean it's huge (laughs) (laughs) i mean when you see it it's crazy so when we say largest i don't want our listeners to think necessarily the tallest because it's not so general sherman stands at about 275 feet tall Uh, As a matter of fact, it has a diameter of about 36 feet. So, I mean, just imagine a tree trunk base that's 36 feet, you know, across. It's huge. It's got girth. (laughs) It's got girth. So (laughs) girth. (laughs) (laughs) So when we say it's the largest tree, we're talking in terms of volume, not necessarily height. So it's just so wide and tall. But the tallest tree is in the Redwoods National Park in California just as well. But nonetheless, I mean, you see it, and I mean, it's just amazing. So, there's a specific trail. I, you got to hike kind of down to it, but this is the park's most popular attraction, obviously. So, it is so crowded when you go down
3: there. Yeah. That's the one thing I didn't really like about it. You have to sit there and wait for your turn to take a picture with it. And just behind them and all around General Sherman, there's a million other trees that are almost just as big. Pretty much just as big that don't have anyone by them. You can take all the pictures you want with them get up there and really hug them, get a grasp, and Spend some quality tree time with them. Feel it's girth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny when you say that story of so many other big trees around that no one's paying attention to. Just side tangent, sorry, guys. But it reminds me of when we were at the Louvre and everyone's looking at the Mona Lisa and then you have 10 million Da Vinci's all around that no one's paying attention to and you just get to enjoy it kind of to yourself. So, I mean, it's worth definitely seeing for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't want to go to the park and not see General Sherman, But there's so many other, like, just cool trees around. I mean, you could stand directly in front of these and, I mean, spread out your arms and, I mean, you're going to look like a tiny little ant compared to that thing. It's ridiculous.
2: Mm -hmm. And pro tip, if you want the best shot, you should put your phone in pano mode and shoot it up vertically so you can get the base and the height of the tree while you're in it.
0: Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a lot of people there wanting to get their picture. Don't be afraid to push your way to the front. And we're not talking like literally pushing people or being aggressive. But, um, you know, people are standing around. Everyone's kind of looking at one another like, are you going? Am I going? So don't be afraid to have the confidence and balls to just go for it. Get your picture. Even if
1: you're standing in line and having the etiquette of it, someone... I mean, we saw a couple people kind of like cut to the front, so I don't want to say be that rude person, but to Zaina's point, just be aggressive. I mean, if you're in line and kind of there's a pause from the next person or from the last person that actually has taken a photo, just step up and go, because eventually if you don't do that, somebody else is going to step in in front of you.
0: But have your camera ready. So when you do make that jump in, someone can take that picture for you.
3: Yeah, you can always make a deal with someone and say, I'll take yours if you take mine. And then that way you're kind of guaranteed that next spot up after you take someone's picture kind of, you know, pass it forward. It's a great
0: tip. I know uh, you just got to have good picture karma though. You know, I hate when you take such a good picture for someone else and then you make that deal and then they take that uh, terrible picture you like, no, on you. <laughs> right I can't tell you how many times
1: that's
3: happened.
1: I can't tell you times that's happened.
3: I don't know what it is. Sorry, Jamal, but something about the way guys take pictures. First of all, they always cut your feet off. And I like a head to toe photo personally. It really <laughs> captures the shape of my body a lot better. Second thing, guys love to take pictures where above your head is just blank space. (laughs) Nothing there. Your feet are cut off and blank space above your head. Every single guy. So, pro tip, ask a female and a young female, not an old lady, to take your picture because you're going to get a better shot. I've tried it. It's tried and true.
1: I just want to say one thing. Uh, Who takes most of the photos of our group?
3: With With some coaching.
1: With some, but... How many times have I actually (laughs) taken them? And then sometimes you were like, ooh, I don't want my feet or ooh, get a little bit higher. (laughs) So pros and cons, but nonetheless, to Kim's point, I definitely do agree, but I've definitely had some women take the photos and I'm just like, man, I took you a solid. Like, why are you trying to do me dirty like yeah, this and, and take, take me like, a shitty more photo?
3: than one. Those people that take one photo. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Seriously.
1: <laughs> like, come on, like have some etiquette for me. Give me like people.
3: three or five to choose from. But also don't be that person that's like, above, below, down to the side. Now hold hands, smile. It's like, okay you know, three is good.
1: Three is a solid. Thank you, sir. But yeah, the trail (laughs) actually down to General Sherman I mean, you kind of, where you park at the trailhead, because there is a parking lot there, it is kind of a hike down, so once you get to the tree, it's a hike up out, but it's not too bad, I would say. What was it, like about half a mile?
2: Yeah, probably yeah. A, a mile round trip, and it's a paved trail the entire way Yeah,
1: it's down. a paved trail because it is so popular. It's not like, you know, you're doing extreme hiking, so it's definitely easy trail, but one of the other things that we wanted to do when we were at Sequoia was Moro Rock. Now, Moro Rock is actually like a granite protrusion that pops out from... <laughs> you know, why, why are you laughing at I that? I love
3: the way you said that. It's a granite
1: protrusion. <laughs> it reminds me of my uh, geology and geography days back in uh, college. Oh. I, I, I love those subjects. But anyway, nonetheless, it is a giant rock that pops out of the mountain... And it actually stands at an elevation of roughly like 6,700 feet. But don't worry, you don't have to hike that high. The actual hike is actually only like 300 feet of like carved out stairs from the rock. But it gives you a really, really awesome view of the valley below the trees, and it's at the edge of the giant forest, which actually has five of the 10 most massive and largest trees on earth. So it gives you just like a really good overlook panorama of the park and the trees below.
3: Yeah, it's a bummer we couldn't do that one.
1: Why weren't we able to do it, ladies?
0: The weather.
2: It was icy. The steps weren't safe to climb up,
3: so it wasn't recommended at that time. It was closed.
1: Zaina didn't encourage us to be a danger ninja that day and go up there and do it. (laughs)
3: No, no. we probably would have did it if it was open and available. I think the road even to get to it was closed. Oh,
1: was it? I thought yeah. it was just the trail. I-
3: That's okay. We'll go back to
0: Sequoia. We'll do this one and we'll do the Tacopa
1: Falls. Falls. we we'll not
0: think-
3: redeem ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> we also have to find out if Fallen Goliath is real.
1: Well, that's in a different park. We're getting there, Kim. You're jumping ahead right, right on, now.
3: Isn't
1: it? <laughs> Typical Kim.
2: So that really sums up our day one in Sequoia National Park, and our day two was focused on Kings Canyon National Park. So we wanted to start the day seeing the second largest tree, and that was General Grant Tree. So we went to the General Grant Loop Trail. And fun fact, General Grant is actually celebrated each year as a nation's Christmas tree. Did anyone know that? The I did National not. Do they decorate no. it? I don't think so.
1: I've seen photos where park rangers have like a wreath and they're posing in front of it, you know, with it. Like if you Google it online. But I think it was President Calvin Coolidge that designated it as it. So it's just kind of like a national tradition where they say General Grant, because I think at the time they thought that one was the, the largest. Now, obviously there's been larger trees that have existed in Kings Canyon and Sequoia. Uh, they got cut down in the logging days, So this is what's left. So, I mean, in terms of like massive trees, like these are still large, but there were bigger ones back in the day there, but National Christmas tree, nonetheless.
2: We went there first thing in the morning, and there was absolutely no crowds. And it was really nice to walk on the paths amongst all of these large trees and get the photos that we wanted because there was no one else on the trail.
1: Well, this morning was Easter, was it not? It
3: was Easter morning.
1: It was Easter and morning. we
3: started our morning with a healthy breakfast, not at a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Where was our breakfast? Well, you guys had breakfast at McDonald's. So we don't, we're not really big fast food people. But for some reason, whenever we take trips, especially road trips, we always end up at a McDonald's. It's because they have the hash browns. and the Hash browns are bomb. <laughs>
1: we Who doesn't love a McMuffin?
3: <laughs> I think it's because it's fast, quick, easy, always open, and always around. So we just end up there. And this is where we ended up that morning. And did you eat breakfast that morning, Kim? I did not eat breakfast. And my reason was yesterday's hike, it was a little bit less strenuous than... I wanted it or that we were planning for, and I didn't want to waste calories on another unhealthy breakfast and not get my hike in, since there was a risk that the snow was going to prevent us from doing this hike.
1: I don't think that happened.
3: (laughs) And also, just to give you um, a little bit of information
0: that we're going to throw back out at you at the end of um, this hike, is I brought a bagel with me. And throughout the trip, I was asking, hey guys, anyone want the bagel? Anyone want the bagel? No one wanted the bagel. So uh, <laughs> no I'm like,
1: Zana, your stop bagel.
3: offering us this <laughs> stale ass bagel.
1: I know. <laughs> it was like, I, what was it? It was like, in your backpack, also had a banana in there. So, like, you opened the bag with the bagel and it kind of smelled like a banana. And Zaina was just like, anyone want a piece? And it was like, no one wants a fucking piece of your bagel, Zayna. <laughs> but, like, keep that in mind for, like, when we kind of finish the story here and come back around to it because it kind of comes to a climax at the end (laughs) it's gonna
0: be a (laughs) five-star
2: breakfast (laughs) so you know we plan these trips or i plan these trips (laughs) with the intent in mind that we need to do certain things and one of the hikes that we wanted to do was called heart tree fallen goliath redwood creek trail and we went in april and there was snow so we knew that there was a chance that a hike or several hikes would possibly be closed. So we drive to the park, we get to the ranger station, we're about to be let into the park, and we ask the ranger, hey, do you know if this trail is open or not? Can we still hike it? And he actually says to us, well, the trail's open, you can go on the hike, but the two mile road down to the trailhead and parking lot is closed. (laughs) So if you'd like to do the hike, you can walk down the extra two miles. So- adding on four miles more round, round, trip. round trip making
3: our seven mile hike an 11 mile hike no big deal
1: what do you we, say we right? do
3: 11 mile hikes all the time do it on and the i daily. said i came on this trip to hike we're doing that hike what's another four miles oh my God. and i said we're doing it <laughs> yeah so kim Pretty much had a freak out in the back seat.
2: She was like, I need to get my workout in. We're going to do this hike. We
1: barely hiked yesterday. We got to do a good hike today.
3: So she's mad and she's forcing us. (laughs) So this is one of those things where we were saying earlier that... Sometimes one person doesn't really want to do it, but then the rest of the group convinces them to. Well, a little bit opposite. The rest of the group didn't want to, and one person convinced them to.
1: Came through (laughs) a shit fit. (laughs) Like, let's do it.
0: I don't know if we were really convinced. I think we just kind of went along with it. Well,
1: I think that, and we just like, okay, what else were we going to hike that day in King's Canyon? Because the other trails, too, in different locations really weren't accessible because of the snow. So it was kind of just like, all right, so we're gonna do it.
3: It wasn't like a major strenuous hike either. It was, I think it was a moderate-ish. Hike. No, was moderate. it wasn't
1: because the, we, we had to hike two miles down the unpaved road that's supposedly supposed to lead to the parking lot, but because of the weather, that was closed. Mm-hmm. But from the original trailhead of where it's only supposed to be about seven miles, you're kind of like in a canyon, so there's not really a lot of like elevation gain. You're in the forest itself, so that hike wasn't, you know, really supposed to be strenuous at all. Mm-hmm. But um, we obviously had to park on the outside of that little two-mile road. We hiked down. We got to the trailhead, and then we started.
2: Getting down was an adventure itself. It was like super icy and snowy, so we were slipping, we were sliding, we were just trying to like having a good time. Get down to the (laughs) trailhead itself.
0: And the best part is, is we're going down two miles, which means at the end of the seven miles, or at this point nine, when we're going to be tired and done with the hike, we've got two more to go up.
1: No big deal. That was pretty steep. Yeah.
0: So (laughs) no
3: worries. I started my Runkeeper app and. We did the, we, we went down those two miles. Wasn't it not a beautiful hike though? All the beautiful trees, we took so many pictures, there were waterfalls. There we was didn't... a creek that we had to cross over and we immediately got our feet
2: wet. Do you remember that?
3: Yep, that was part of the fun. <laughs> but eventually we had to, to uh,
0: balance and cross over a log. Because it was a river that we couldn't cross. Remember that? I do. do.
1: But originally, before we spoke to the park ranger and realized we had to hike the extra four miles round trip of the road down to the trail, we were thinking, okay, seven miles. And yes, that's a lot. But in all honesty, compared to other hikes that we've done, it's not very big. So we didn't come like super prepared in terms of like snacks or food. We had obviously our hiking backpacks, which had our water, but we just had what, like two bananas. One, one was for me. One was for Brittany. I don't think Kim or Zaina brought I don't think anything. I brought
0: any snack. I had right. a bagel.
1: Uh, well, in the car.
3: <laughs> and then I, no think, I think Brittany
1: and I just had like barely a handful of nuts. But nonetheless, we started the hike.
3: It's snowy. There's snow on the trail.
1: Not the whole trail, but a lot of the trail had it. But needless to say, we got lost.
0: Mm-hmm. So Kim, at seven miles in, what did you say? Look at that beautiful
3: tree.
1: (laughs) Bullshit.
3: that. (laughs) After about seven miles, I was like, fuck this hike. What the fuck are we doing out here?
1: I was so fucking pissed (laughs) when you said that. Like, honestly, (laughs) like, you know, you were the one who, I don't want to say threw a fit, even though I did say you threw the shit fit earlier. Like, we got to do the hike. But you're like, let's do the hike. What's four (laughs) more miles added on? We got to get a good one. And then... Obviously, at that point, like when you said that, we knew we were lost, like even though we took a photo of what yeah, the trail route looked like and we were tracing it to the Runkeeper to see if we we're on point. I don't know if the National Park Service posted the wrong mileage or what, but clearly something was off because we were hiking more miles, according to the Runkeeper app. And then you said that. And I was, I, I held my composure. (laughs) No, I held my composure, but I almost lost my shit because you were the one who wanted to do it. And then you said, no, I don't want to do it anymore. Like I'm over it.
3: Lost. We kept trying to check the map and get back on track. And we were just like, where are we? There was two things we were supposed to see the heart tree, right? Mm -hmm.
1: We came across that though. We did
3: Finally we did. But then fallen Goliath was another one. We were supposed to see that.
1: What is Fallen Goliath?
3: Who knows? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a fallen big tree, though, right? I mean, yeah. that's what it is. But yeah, we didn't come across it on the trail. But I know when Kim said, fuck this, I'm over the hike. I mean, I just got really <laughs> defeated because she wanted to do the hike at that point. But we were all so exhausted. I think that's when we kind of just took the break to recompose ourselves. And Brittany and, rationed, and I shared a banana. We 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 rationed, rationed. It was banana at 11 miles. Later. It was, was at later. 11 okay, miles. Okay, I thought it was at that point. Which <laughs> you notes.
0: Know. By the way, though, when Kim did say, I'm over this hike at that seven miles, her and uh, Brittany were a little bit, uh, they they walked ahead of Jamal and I. And so I was- Trying to find the way. Right, exactly. So <laughs> Jamal actually did, t- he, he composed himself. He was a gentleman, but he looked at me and he's like, I just can't believe Kim, this was <laughs> her idea. And now she doesn't even want to do this hike. And I remember <laughs> laughing so hard at Jamal. <laughs> Seven miles, we were actually
2: about to cross over the river and we made a little station where we sat down and had a few snacks before we crossed over
0: the river. Do you remember that? that? Mm -hmm. I do. I do. This is, I think, just the little food that we had for snacks. We had that. But the thing about the RunKeeper app is like, um, you know, because again, it does track your footsteps. So it is showing us going in. A circle that we haven't completed but i think like it's more of like why aren't we looping to make the circle why do we just keep going and going and going do you remember at what point we were supposed to see fallen goliath it was towards the end yeah it was supposed to be towards the end of the hike
1: see but we were so lost and had extra mileage we were expecting to come across it at like any time because normally that was like a seven mile hike and It turned into a 16-mile hike. (laughs) Well, so 7 turned into 11 with the 2 miles Mm -hmm. extra like round trip for the trail. (laughs) But then it turned into 16 miles, so somehow we added an extra 5 miles. So I don't know at what point we thought we were going to come across it, but technically it should have been at the end of the trail.
3: At around 11 miles, we all got to—we started feeling a little scared. We were like, all right, it's—we have no food— (laughs) We're out in the middle of the wilderness. We have no cell phone service. We don't know where we are or how to get back to the trailhead. There's no people around. We're like... Oh my God,
0: we're going to die out here. At one point, like, cause I do remember that's when we were at the 11 miles, but I also remember like all of us looking at each other and laughing. Cause yes, we were scared, but laughing because we're like, you guys, we don't even know where we're at. We don't even know how many more miles we have to go to even like reach the the trailhead.
2: The funny part was, is we were making a loop that looked like the trail picture. So it looked like we were maintaining that shape. We just didn't feel like we were getting anywhere. Yeah. Well, going there,
1: yeah, it held that shape like tried and true. I just don't know how we like added the <laughs> extra mileage extra, onto a larger it. Larger, yeah, wide yeah. loop, yeah. So
0: as we sat there at eleven <laughs> miles, that's where we the la- we barely had any food, and so the only thing that we have left are two bananas, and there's four of us, so we split the two bananas um, amongst us four.
1: I just want to say one banana was supposed to be for me and one for Brittany and you guys came ill-prepared.
0: No, I had a banana. I split it with Kim and it was a really mushy banana.
1: I thought it was our banana. It was the
0: banana that was stinking up her bagel bag.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> right.
1: That's right. Okay. That's right. I, for whatever reason, I was remembering bringing a banana for me and Brittany and then we gave Maybe you one you of ours. Maybe had one banana
0: okay. the day before. I accept pro- your apology. Probably.
1: Uh, <laughs> I brought that banana. I apologize. That's right. It makes sense <laughs> it now. Saved my life. with the bagel though.
0: <laughs> so
2: we finally make it back to the trailhead and we... We are so, so, so happy
0: to make it there. But not before Jamal nearly tore down a tree. You want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, at one point in the hike, I ended up finding like a good actual stick that I was just like, all right, man, this is going to make a good hiking stick. I need it. Like, my God, I don't know how much longer we're going to be on this. And, you know, I've I've said before in previous podcasts, the girls like to come up with a a bet before we go on trips on like when I'm going to have the freak out (laughs) or if I'm going to have one or not. And so I don't know when it was discussed, if I was or wasn't going to have it on that trip. You'll never know. I'll never know. But anyway, I had my walking stick and I mean, we had to have been on mile 12 or 13 at this point because it came to be 16. So 14 was at the point of like hike Mm -hmm. up. And I was just getting over it. And at one point we had to hike through some tree brush, bushes, and (laughs) I had my stick that I was using for the hiking and I finally, like I just was so over having to climb through bushes because I don't even think we were even on the trail anymore that I just like Clearly t- not. took my stick and like I beat it up against the bush. And then everyone's looking around like, oh, my gosh, like, Jamal, are you OK? I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'm fine. Like, I'm just using my stick to move aside the bushes, <laughs> uh, you know, just to make my way through so I don't have to crawl uh-huh. and have it scratch me. And I only revealed to them like a year later after this trip that I was actually genuinely Pissed. <laughs>
3: I, my, I knew. That
1: I know. Was freak I know. But I, I, well, sure, but I lied. You can't and, pull us. <laughs> and I was saying, like, oh no, like it just broke as I was trying to push my way through. But like, I was just so pissed. I was like, fuck this. And I just threw my stick and it just shattered all through the bushes and whatnot. So I, I had my freak out on that one.
0: How excited were you guys when we finally saw the trailhead?
3: Oh, my God. We to fall to the ground and start crying. But we because still had two, mile we still <laughs>
1: have two fucking miles up, <laughs> like all straight uphill in snow. <laughs> and so it was exciting and breathtaking, but it was just like, fuck, I got a two-mile straight hike up.
0: Right, right at the end when we were like finally getting to the end, end of those two miles up. I remember when um, I saw cars starting to go by because no, we we heard
1: them, we heard them, we didn't see them.
0: Well, in any case, like as soon as I knew that we were close to civilization, I started to cry. (laughs) It was so exciting. It was rough. It was exciting. Turned into
1: sixteen miles. Like my god, sixteen miles. That's a big hike. That
3: Kim. prepping us for when we do the one in Yosemite, Half Dome.
1: I guess.
0: Did you feel, Kim, that you were able to get a good hike in on this trip then?
3: You know, I could have used a couple more miles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You bitch. I'm I'm not even going to respond to that. (laughs) Because at mile seven, you threw a shit (laughs) fit.
0: So there we are. We finally finished the hike. Um, We're so grateful to finish it.
1: Starving Marvin.
0: Yes. Yes, we just hiked 16 miles, guys. So you know what? (laughs) I reminded everyone, I've got a bagel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so before we usually leave the parks, I mean, we always obviously like to start hiking early in the morning, but we're like, all right, we're going to go to the visitor center because we always liked, Brittany and I at least, like to buy like an ornament. So when you were going to go there, we were like, oh man, we can't even like wait to eat until we get to the cafeteria (laughs) and buy food. So Zaina's like, do you want that bagel? And we split. That bagel into quarters. So we each had a quarter of a bagel. (laughs)
0: Chomping at the bit of it,
1: (laughs) man. it was was
0: stale and it tasted like
2: a banana.
1: Like banana. But let me tell you something. And that moment, it was like one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life.
3: The only carbs I had had all day.
1: It was satisfying because of how hungry we were. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Five star bagel. And then let's
0: see. So I'm checking my notes on the hike. It took us six hours, 15 minutes, 20 seconds, 24 minutes per mile. And we burned 2,244 calories on that. That's like a pound. A thousand under a pound, 3,500.
1: Oh, I I thought a pound was 2,500. 3,500. Thank you for correcting me.
0: (laughs) So we finally get to the
2: car and then we go to the general store. And some national parks in their general stores will actually sell food. So we decide we can't wait any longer because
0: didn't we have to drive to get there to begin with yeah it was
2: like 45 minute drive from visalia into the park and there's not really much along the way there's not really many restaurants to stop in there's not a lot of places to eat and we were like we can't wait 45 minutes
1: 45 minutes to an hour to get out of the park it was not happening
2: so we decide to buy a pizza from the general store you and think pizza, right? What could go wrong?
1: <laughs> you didn't think it was delicious?
2: <laughs> and it was probably the best pizza we've
3: ever had.
0: Oh yeah, you know it. You know
3: that pizza was it still haunts me. It was pretty right. It, it was pretty right. Like half uncooked, still cold in the center. Like, like tasted rotten.
1: Like and I just <laughs> want to put into perspective how like how bad this was. We devoured And thought, like, a stale (laughs) banana-flavored bagel was the shit. And then we get there and we're just like, man, we're fucking hungry. Like, I can't wait to eat this pizza. We're all going to split it from the general store. And all of us... Took the first bite and looked at each other like, man, this shit fucking sucks. We didn't even finish the pizza, even though we were
3: all starving to death. No. It was was
1: just enough to satisfy us until we got out of the park. And I think we did end up getting fast food or something of some sorts, because it was just like, man, that pizza was just like terrible.
2: I think you guys actually even made the comment that you had better
3: pizza in Cuba. In Cuba. And you know, we're gonna do a Cuba episode pretty soon, but the pizza in Cuba was nothing to write home about. That's an understatement.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, man, this pizza in this national park. um,
3: Put it to shame. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You didn't like your Easter dinner that night?
0: I didn't. So, tip, if you go to the, the, the food cafeteria in the national park,
1: skip the pizza.
0: Or
3: hopefully they've stepped up their game since.
2: And when you guys go on a hiking trip, make sure you pack adequate water. Make sure you pack snacks that you plan to eat. Maybe a few extra snacks hide in your bag just in case something happens and you get
0: lost. Just be prepared for the worst and hope Mm. for the best.
1: Any final thoughts, ladies, on Kings Canyon or Sequoia?
0: One thing that I think about a lot is whether or not Fallen Goliath truly exists.
3: I don't
1: know if it does or not.
0: We in
3: pictures. We did not see it in person. But, so
0: if you see it and you do this uh, hike, send us pictures. Let I us mean, know where it's at.
1: So didn't one of you ladies, since I'm always the driver, start like Googling and found something on some sort of hiking website that basically said you were supposed to veer off at this point to a certain spot and we were supposed to find it? Does anyone remember that? Yeah,
3: I remember that. That's what they always say.
1: That's what they always say. We never we never found, found it. it. No. But one thing that... I do want to say that i don't think we touched on a bit was so when we went to king's canyon that day it does have general grant which is the second largest tree on earth now we got there early that day simply because we knew we were going to be doing a larger hike we didn't know how large it was going to be at that point but we knew it was going to be like a seven mile hike and that was going to be our day driving home to get back for work on monday but as we said with general sherman i mean it's really crowded general grant's going to be the same but we were there so early in the morning that we were the only ones at the tree Mm -hmm. and by the only ones i mean we were able to sit there and look at it and take our time taking photos so honestly if you do go invest the time to wake up early and literally enjoy this beautiful tree or those beautiful trees all to yourself like there is no better feeling than knowing like man this is the largest living thing on earth that's exciting to me you know
3: all right ladies and gents thank you so much for tuning in this week we hope you liked learning about sequoia and king's canyon national parks and i hope this inspires you to take the trip for yourself
1: as always guys please subscribe to our podcast leave a review tell us what you'd like and what you'd like to hear and tune in every travel tuesday for new episodes.
0: And if you aren't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Travel Squad Podcast.
2: Next week, unpack your bags and relax because we are telling you all about cruise life. Cruise life! Cruise (laughs) life! Can't wait. Get ready for some
0: cruising.
3: Bye! Bye, everyone!